Good evening, Grace Baptist Church. This is Brother Matthew. Um, as you all n- know, our church body has experienced a lot of sickness by way of COVID in the past two weeks, and this is the reason why we had to call off this past Sunday and also this evening. I hope and pray that everyone is on the mend and will be able to meet on Sunday by God's grace. It's been hard. It's been tough being isolated and uh, not being able to do the things that we want to do. However, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 34. Deuteronomy 34, verses 1 through 8. Deuteronomy 34, verses 1 through 8. And the title, the title of this, of this sermon, um, the topic is Despise Not the Wilderness. Despise Not the Wilderness. So let's read, if you have your Bibles, Deuteronomy 34, 1 through 8, and then we will pray. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead, as far as Dan, all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the western sea, the Negev and the plain, that is the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I've let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight thanking you, Lord, for... um, wilderness moments. Lord, at times it doesn't seem that it is all that fun. It doesn't seem that it it is needed. But Lord, we also know that there in that wilderness you meet with us and commune with us. And so Lord, tonight we love you and we thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, the topic that I have for you this evening is that of not despising, not despising the wilderness. When we think about the word wilderness, most of our minds instantly go to the national forest or to the woods or to the swamps, uh, especially right around here. However, from studying the scriptures, we understand wilderness to be a desert wasteland. It is a place of nothingness. It is literally just a dried up place of nothing and that is a wasteland in the scripture a wilderness so when we think about that we have to look at it in those terms and then apply that to the scriptures and when we see the term wilderness in the scriptures 
That's, that's what we have to envision. Just as uh, Elijah was sent into the wilderness or in the desert where a raven fed him by a brook, uh, a, a small creek that the Lord uh, gave to him to provide for him there. That's the type of wilderness that we're talking about. In the Gospel of Luke, in the fourth chapter, we know that Christ, after being baptized, was led where? Into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan as he ate nothing. He ate nothing. He fasted for those days, for those 40 days, and he ate nothing for that period of time. And we know the story after which he came out and was, and was tested even more by Satan. The wilderness shows us at first glance a place of isolation, doesn't it? It shows us a place of famine, a place of harsh realities. And these harsh realities that they, they, they plague the mind of the Christian. But they don't have to plague the mind of the Christian. If we choose to see the wilderness as the wilderness, then that's all it will ever be. And we will continue to miss the blessings that God has in store for us while we are there. And so often people cry and bellyache about being in the wilderness or the, the cloud always following over top of them. when they need to consider that that cloud is providing rain and shade instead of just a dark place. The wilderness throughout Scripture is also a place of extreme testings. So this evening, if you find that you're in the wilderness struggling, if you find that you're in the wilderness hurting, lonely, being tested, please... Don't despise the wilderness. Because as we will see, it is in the wilderness so often where our Lord meets with us and reveals to us so many things. So don't despise the wilderness. It may just be that the Lord is trying to show you or to teach you a new thing or Reveal to you a new plan or purpose for your life. And too often he can't do that while we have all the congestion of the world around us. And so as a Christian, we have to come to expect wilderness periods of time. If you recall, our great patriarch Abraham was chosen by God, was he not? Out of all the idolaters, Abraham was chosen by God, and he was chosen to leave his family. He was called away from the world so that he would solely rely and depend on the Lord God. Remember, don't despise the wilderness. There was a time in my life where I despised the wilderness. There was a time where I spent multiple years in the wilderness and I thought, 
as if I was in prison. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. We know that. And as I look back on that wilderness now, I see what the Lord was trying to show me all along. So remember, don't despise the wilderness, that wasteland. It was in the wilderness that the Lord appeared to Abraham and said that he would bless him, that he would greatly multiply him and give his descendants the land that he was currently a pilgrim in, sojourning, dwelling in tents. Abraham never built a house. He was always in the wilderness, relying on the Lord. Abraham believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That happened, if you recall, in the wilderness. And let's not forget about our friend Joseph, who was despised. He was rejected. He was sold into slavery by his own family. He was lied on by his own family, lied on by Pharaoh's wife. He was lied on multiple times, cast into prison, and isolated in Egypt for years. After which, God blessed and raised up to power to deliver his own family and even his enemies from starvation. One of my favorite wilderness stories... And I I think the reason why it is because it, it was, for the most part, this man's whole life. One of my favorite wilderness stories is the life of Moses. And I want you to pay attention to this. For the first 40 years, he lived in Egypt. After which, he murdered a man. So he fled. And he fled where? We know where he fled to. He fled to the wilderness. He left and he went to the wilderness where he met his wife. And he lived there. And as he lived there and he lived in the desert, he lived in the wilderness, he spent 40 years there. If you do the math, you see that he was 120 years old when he died. And we know that 40 years was spent in the desert. And so we see that this... This Abraham, or I'm sorry, this Moses, he was in the desert and he stayed there for 40 years. And what did he do for that period of time? For that period of time, he spent his time keeping watch over his his father-in-law's sheep in the wilderness. What was the Lord doing? The Lord was conditioning Moses. He was conditioning him and he was getting him ready for a bigger task than just animals. See, the Lord knew that Moses would have to lead the children of Israel, God's people, for 40 years in the desert, the wilderness. 
And so the 40 years of training with his father-in-law's sheep was 40 years of training for uh, 40 years, another 40 years of leading God the Father's children, God the Father's sheep through the wilderness. He conditioned him. He conditioned him in the desert. Like Abraham, like Joseph, Moses also had to have a time of testing. If you're going through a time of testing, press on. Don't give up. Continue to go. Take it like a champ. Ask the Lord to reveal to you the plan and the purpose that He has for you in the season in which you live in currently. Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, all of these different ones experienced the wilderness. A time of sifting, which purifies, it removes, reveals to us a clearer picture of who God is and His will for our life. Deuteronomy 34, 1 through 8, listen to what it says. Then Moses went up from the plains. This was at the end of his life, 120 years old. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land. And we realized that he was not able to go into the land of promise because of disobedience, because of one act of heated passion. But the Lord nevertheless took him up to the top of the mountain, Mount Nebo. which is opposite Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land. So he got to see it from a distance, but didn't get to experience it. Gilead, as far as Dan, all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the western sea, the Negev and the plain, that is the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, now listen, guys, There was nobody else there, just him and the Lord. And where were they? They were in the wilderness. They were in the wilderness. And this is what it says in verse 4. And the Lord said to him, the Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, in the land of Washpot, in the land of wilderness. Moses The great patriarch died in a place called Washpot, 
He was in the wilderness. According to the word of the Lord. It says that the Lord, it said that he died there in Moab according to the word of the Lord, and he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. See, for the last 80 years, Moses spent quite literally that much time in the wilderness where he was sifted and purified by God, causing Moses, causing Moses to depend wholly on the Lord. And as Moses died, it was the Lord God Almighty who was by his side at his deathbed. And it was also the Lord God Almighty who buried him. Moses knew the life of the wilderness. He knew the harsh realities, the times of testings, the siftings, the grief. But Moses also learned and realized that in the wilderness... That is the place where he met with God. For all of that time, he lived in one of the harshest places on the planet. But in the wilderness, Moses witnessed the Lord in the burning bush. Moses witnessed and even partook of bread that had fallen from heaven, Moses was able to eat quail that the Lord had brought in that fell to the earth as meat. Moses was able to drink water from a rock. And the scripture teaches us that that rock was Christ. He witnessed bitter water turn sweet. He spent time on Mount Sinai with Jehovah himself, where they spoke together and communed with one another. And I want us to understand as I wrap this up, this this short devotion this evening. Understand this. In the wilderness, when we keep our eyes on the Messiah, the wilderness can become our promised land. So as I said earlier, I'll say it again. Despise not the wilderness. He has you there for a reason. Go to him in prayer. Seek his face and ask him to show you, to reveal to you, to purge you, 
to wash you, to cleanse you, whatever it may be that needs to be done. He will meet you there to be with you. We know that Hagar, as she went off into the wilderness, the scriptures teach us that the Lord saw her. He sees us right where we are at right now. And so I want to encourage you with that this evening. If you're facing hardships, if you're facing a period of drought, a period of dryness in your life where nothing seems right, I want us to understand that it's in those places that we can meet with God. And it may be very well that He has you there for a reason to realize that you need Him more than the world. I know that that's been the case with me so many times. And so, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Despise not the wilderness. May God bless you.